Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. How you guys doing? I hope everyone is out there enjoying brunch. Uh, you know, it's we're, we're doing a brunch cast today. And bright and early, I like it. it. You know, it feels good to wake up, roll over in bed, and be like, all right, got a podcast in 20 minutes. <laughs> does it? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it does. I don't know. I enjoy it. I, it wasn't like, it wasn't as bad as... What we tried one on like nine thirty, right? Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, bad. we've definitely gotten up earlier. Yeah, we. Tried I think our Christmas one was pretty early. Yes, our Christmas one was pretty early. It's not that bad. I don't know. I don't like waking up either, but it's not that bad. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into the most recent free agency news for the NFL, where the Rams like, I just, I just don't understand. It's like a joke at this point. It is a joke. That they got Bobby Wagner. Yes. I saw that and I was like, oh, they're just like joking around because they have every other old veteran star in the league. Nope, it's very real. And it's a five-year contract. The The thing with this is like once I saw it was five years, uh, $50 million, and he's 31 years old, I was like, all right, I guess they could – I guess they squeezed it out and like now they're going to be stuck in the next couple of years. But how is this team going to look in like, I don't know, three years? This team just going to be a bunch of – shambles of what used to be or i don't know but they're yeah, gearing themselves up they're just gearing themselves up for another super bowl run yeah i mean there's no reason why they shouldn't win another super bowl no there's uh and when you think about it we've said it multiple times in the nfc it's i guess the packers throw them in there but they're frauds it's buccaneers and rams so mm-hmm. if you're one of two teams you want to gear up as much as you can, and that's what they've been doing, it looks like, since they've gotten rid of golf. That's what they've been doing. Yeah, I mean, they've completely changed the way that, like, NFL teams go about building. Maybe not every team, but the the model that they have, which is just, like, acquire as many superstars as we can, no matter how old or expensive they are, it worked once. It worked once. So, I don't know. Good. Well, it's, it's definitely going to change some things. At least, like, for certain GMs. You think this will how... be a this is going to be like a stepping point where this is like the the shift in NFL free agency? I don't know because teams have tried it before and it doesn't work. Yeah, and that was always they, the narrative. Like, right. They, they, the way they did it though was very strategic, in which they wait because, like, at the beginning, the first. McVay's first season, or maybe it was his second season where they made the playoffs, they hadn't signed any huge names or traded for anyone. Like, everyone was in-house. Yeah, it was all in-house. It was Gurley, Goff, Donald, Woods, Cup, like, all those guys. Um, I don't think they, they had any, like, major moves. And then once they realized, oh, we have a shot here to win something, let's just bring in a couple stars. But now it's, like, completely gotten out of hand where they just go after everybody. It is, and that has been – what I've been, like, hearing is, like, it's, like, that's, like, the – well, not been hearing, but, like, that's what what, what has been reported whenever these go down. It's, like, oh, that's, like, the L.A. mentality. Like, you look at the Lakers. They get LeBron, and then it's – once you one domino falls, it's, like, AD has to be there next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Russell Westbrook. It's all stars, which we'll get to them later, actually. But – it's a it's star once especially in LA it's a star they only care about stars and oh, there's so true. many teams there there's so many there's so much history that I think you look at it and you're like nobody's gonna care about Jared Goff no one cares if they <laughs> go to the NFC Championship they only care if they win a Super Bowl and it's like Matt Stafford so yeah no that's true so maybe it's just an LA thing but this could be. The, the turning point for, like, we looked at Buffalo Bills getting Von Miller with all the guaranteed money for six years, and mm-hmm. he's old. Uh, I, Chandler Jones got a ton of money. He's pretty old for three years, $50 million. So it, it looks like we other teams are starting to value just like the Rams are. Yeah. Well, even the Browns trading for Watson and giving up. Mm-hmm. And giving up. Ransom for yeah. him and all that guaranteed money. I know he's not old, but it's... The same idea. It is the same idea. Yeah. Let's just lock down the star player. Mm-hmm. And look, for a franchise that didn't have much in St. Louis, you know, didn't people didn't care about them in L.A. before they won, it's working. And 
I guess you can't like you can't complain as, as long as it's still working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like if you win a Super Bowl, it makes it all worth it. So mm-hmm. no matter what happens from this point on, every move they made was worth it, as much as you want to criticize them for it. Yeah, and you could say like, oh, uh, Bobby Wagner's five-year deal, thirty-one. Uh, he's thirty-one years old. Like, that's crazy. But if they win a Super Bowl next year, you just void those other four mm-hmm. years. It doesn't even matter. Yep, doesn't matter. So doesn't matter at all. And like, it's funny. If I'm Bobby Wagner, I like. If I'm getting five years from anyone, I'm taking that deal. Yeah, right. Seriously. So, I mean, people forget that he's like an all-pro middle linebacker. It's not like he's just some guy that's washed. Like he's still got oh, years yeah. left in it. Yeah, he definitely like, does. Have good, years good years. No, and he uh, he was he was like the only thing left on the Seahawks team, which mm-hmm. when they cut him after, I don't even know why they cut him. Like they they couldn't have gotten. You're telling me you, they couldn't have gotten like a seven a second round pick for him? Yeah, I don't. If Patriots turn around that, that that day, Russ got traded and said, "Oh, my team's trading second round pick for him," I would be like, "Sign me up! Why mm-hmm. wouldn't I want yeah, this?" Seriously. So that was, I think, dumb on the Seahawks' part, which I don't even know what they're doing. It looks like they're sticking with Drew Locke for right now. I mean, I'm sure they're going to draft someone, but if I'm them, I'm calling Baker right now, right? <laughs> Like, at least try. Like, Bake, you think you can play here? But I don't know if it's even worth it. Yeah, I think we talked about I guess about they could get episode. him for pennies. Yeah, if you can get him for, like, a seventh-round pick, it's worth it. My uh, my favorite Baker scenario is the Panthers, because then they're paying Sam Darnold the, the fifth-year option, which is $18 million, and then uh, Baker for $18 million. So it's like, instead of, hey, instead of $32 million for one good quarterback, why not <laughs> $32 for two bad ones? <laughs> But I honestly, I don't think he's going anywhere. It looks like he's – because I think the Browns need him. If this Deshaun Watson stuff gets out of hand again, Mm. he might be the starting quarterback. There's also, like, not that many spots for him. Like we talked about the other day with Jimmy G, there's just not many openings other than Seattle and, I guess, Carolina. Yeah, and it just seems like Seattle is staying put with the draft. And that's what I would do if I'm Seattle. You got all those picks from Denver. You – you completely revamped your franchise. There's no reason to try and salvage this year. You already know it's gone. So you might as well. I just well feel bad for Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I want. I think I. I want Metcalf. <laughs> I need him. I, I saw. Did you see the part of my take had Trent Brown on? And mm-hmm. you see they were talking about his tattoo, and they said, mm-hmm. if you get a if DK Metcalf goes on the Patriots, would you get a, a third girl when you're on your tattoo? <laughs> And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I would. So, DK commented, three's a great number. So, there you he go. basically confirms that he's coming. I mean, I'm sure he wants out. Oh, I, like, I'm there's sure no he doesn't want to play with Drew Locke. Yeah, I'm sure he's not looking at Drew Locke or Malik Willis and is like, oh, yeah, this is who I want to play with. Mm-hmm. And Lockett, they should have shipped out when they shipped out Ross. That poor guy. Mm-hmm. He's, like, at least DK's young still. Lockett yeah, he's only got true. a couple more years left, so... It's a shame that he uh, he's still on the team. Either one of them, perfectly welcome in New England. That's all I I'll take say. him too. Yeah, sure. Sure. Help out. Uh, you know, gotta get all the weapons for Wentz. Yep. Help out Wentz, please. Other, I guess, other things that happened were that Xavier Rhodes went back to the the Vikings, which the Vikings are such a or not Xavier Rhodes, Pat Peterson. Uh, mm-hmm. Xavier Rhodes was the one they got rid of, but. The Vikings seem so, like, they're so boring to me. They're, it's like every year they're not getting any better or no, worse. No, they're the same team every single year. There's nothing interesting about them. I guess the only, like, I, I guess Justin Jefferson's cool, but when Kirk Cousins is throwing it to him, it's like, it's mm-hmm. not as fun. It doesn't matter. No, and they, they've had the same core for, like, three years now, and they've done nothing with it. So I don't know what they're doing. Oh, it's been more than three years, I feel like. I feel like that defense has been the same since, like, mm-hmm. 2011 somehow. <laughs> and what? They've won one, two mid to an NFC championship. Yes. They had, like, one dream season. And then they beat the Saints that next year. Yeah. But even that year, like, they weren't a real threat to do anything. No. They just knocked out the poopy Saints. Yeah. They, they really just had, like, one dream season, and they got knocked out. Yeah, and they didn't so even make it to that, the Super Bowl. They lost it's been the to... same thing. Most of Nick Foles. 
which no uh no disrespect to losing your foals it's uh, perfectly okay uh especially that season nick Foles. uh-huh but and well so earlier we talked in the free agency period we talked about the jaguars and how you can't like they're basically saying they're kind of trying to do what the rams did only with just worse players and <laughs> like that's time yeah play. no and like the jets a couple years ago did the same thing yeah, when they like got you have uh, to wait until you at least have the foundation set. The foundation can't be the free agents. Exactly, exactly. It has to. There needs to be core players there that have been with the team. And you're right. It needs to be. You need to see some success. Like as we said, the Rams made the playoffs with McVay, uh, and they got bounced probably out of the first round, or maybe they won a game, and then they made it to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, and then they went off on this tear. Of going and even before the the Super Bowl run, they traded for Marcus Peters. Uh, they got I don't, I don't even remember who else they got because it's the the, the the roster is completely different than what it is now. Yeah. But it they've had they had those moments where they could point at and be like, "This is where we can improve," and that's where the free agency come in. Mm-hmm. And that's where these teams don't get it. Where where they think, "Oh, well, we need every position, so we'll just get all the free agencies, <laughs> all the free agents," and that's not how. That's not how it's and then in a couple of years, when you have to pay the young players that do pan out, you don't have any money. Yeah. Because you're paying Christian Kirk $80 million. Ugh. That's still such a terrible contract. It's It might be the worst contract ever. <laughs> and the, the worst part about it is that it just ruins the contract market for all these other wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And that's like the same thing with like the Kirk Cousins deals and the now with the Watson deal. The quarterback market is just destroyed. I don't mm-hmm. know what this – like we're going to have to find a way to increase the salary cap by – millions because these teams are going to be ending up paying these like they're going to have to they're going to have to pay these guys mm-hmm. and i don't know hopefully it doesn't lead to baseball where there's no salary cap oh baseball's fun yeah but then then you, like they couldn't work with the nfl it wouldn't, it wouldn't no it would not work with the nfl <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know i mean the cap is going to keep going up and yeah like i feel like it's not even about the we'll do a little a little economics lecture here all right but it's more about like the real price of the quarterback where no matter what the salary cap is they're going to command a certain like yeah. percentage of that yeah. because the value is going to stay the same so difference between real nominal prices thanks for the lesson Chris. Right. the nominal prices are going to keep going up but it's like inflation no it is like inflation and that's exactly what it is it's the inflation of the quarterback market and then now it's becoming the wide receiver market with stupid Jaguars. I, it's funny. Yeah, I'm, that one throws everything off, though. Because yeah, there's no world where Christian Kirk deserves even close to that much money. No, it's that's the uh, – it, we're talking about inflation. That's like, I don't know, like all of a sudden a piece of paper is like 10 bucks. It's hyperinflation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to look. Yeah, he's, not, he's like the 12th. I'm looking at a free agency tracker of like the top, I guess, uh, says 100 or whatever players mm-hmm. and i guess it says he's 12 christian kirk i don't even think he's that high <laughs> wait 12 on what top 100 free agents oh free agents yeah, I, I, like, I had coming I had to in, look at the list but i don't know he's above Hassan reddick gilmore uh bobby wagner tyron matthew like none of these guys are trent brown none of these no. guys are worse than christian kirk i mean he's youngish but like, in that he's good, <laughs> just because he's young, yeah, I mean just, that he's worth no. that much money. I, I want to look at his game logs because there's no way it's gonna be anything spectacular. Do you only play one game last year too? <coughs> no, I, I gotta. Well, actually, I don't know why we're looking at this now. This happened a while ago. I'm not, I don't care about the stats right now. Uh, what I do care about, Chris, is Duke UNC. That's mm-hmm. coming up Saturday. And we did talk about it a little bit already, but I think uh, we're making our, our wise picks. I guess we didn't really discuss them, but we got to make some on-the-spot yeah. wise picks. Uh, I don't know. Let both these games, I feel like I just want to take both underdogs. Oh, you like you like Nova? Not really. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> trust Kansas. <laughs> they haven't really played anyone yet this tournament. I think they're, like, really good. Obviously, they wouldn't be a one-seed if they're not. But Nova's just solid. Like, every game, 
those free throws the man. same way for them defensive yeah, free throws wins chips throws. yeah they win chips i don't know i kind of yeah i know that justin moore's out he's their second leading scorer and they already can't score yeah and they already don't have a that's, bench uh yeah that's a little nerve-wracking there's just something about nova <laughs> that i like so what do you know what the spread is I'm trying to look at that right uh minus four and a half kansas Oh, I love I, I love that. I'd hammer minus four and a half. I'm for Kansas. It. Yeah, I'm all for Kansas, especially with the the weak Nova bench, the injuries to their starter. I mean, how long is this gonna last? With how long can know. you smother teams in defense? You know, eventually someone's gonna have to break it. And as we said last uh, last episode, is that I think Kansas is gonna break this mold that you can't score on them. You know. Yeah, we'll see. Exactly. I think it's kind of a square pick. Picking Kansas? Yeah. At least I'm not picking Duke. God, I, uh, I See, this one stresses me out because you know how I feel about jinxing stuff. It's true. So, emotional hedge? Are you going to bet on Duke? Emotional hedge? I don't think I could even bring myself to do that. But I could. What about for the jinx? Hedge. For the jinx, no, because then it doesn't work. Yeah, because then it's the then it's the reverse jinx that you that's know. That's what that's what Big Cat's trying yeah. to do. Oh, that's what Big Cat does every week, especially with the uh, what the Dookie Dan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he that he's the the biggest, and everyone knows when you force it when you force a jinx, it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. besides Big it Cat, it defeats the purpose of the jinx because the jinx yeah. is supposed to be like. You're really confident, and you're like, oh, they're going to win, no doubt. And then, boom, they don't. So if I'm just like, oh, Duke's going to win. I do think that they're going to win the whole thing. They definitely have the best team, I think. Yeah. I like a significant margin. Yeah. The line's yeah, I mean, only like, four, though. Yeah, because this is going to be – I mean, I think this is going to be a close game. They – the past two meetings, it's been UNC, right? UNC, March 5th, and then – uh, where they play? Um, Sorry, I'm looking. Yeah. Oh no, no, they Duke beat him by twenty in Wait. February. So when is this? Oh, this is women's basketball. Why? Yeah, I I looked that up too when I I saw that in the back. But uh, no, so Duke beat him by twenty in the in the regular season, and then in the the tournament, the ACC tournament. Uh, oh, it was Coach him. K's last home game. Oh North yeah. Beat him. Yes, yes, that was also. You're right. Coach K's last home game. That's what it was. But they also Which beat him like, in the tournament, didn't they? I don't think so. Oh, no, they didn't they play played. in the tournament. Yeah, they didn't play. Virginia Tech beat them. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. The, I don't, like, I can't decide if it's a better, like, sports story if Coach K goes out on top or if he loses last game. Like, I don't know what the sports gods want to see happen. I know what I want to see happen, which is for them to lose by 30 Saturday night. So... I think the sports gods, you know, I mean, I think uh, sports gods and I have a good relationship. You know, they've given, a, they've given, they, I've been, I've been pretty blessed by the sports gods, and I, there's, I, I just want to think if there is a god out there that he doesn't want Duke to win. Yeah, <laughs> he can't, right? He can't, right? He cannot. This, it's too sappy. It's too storybook. Mm-hmm. It's too. It's too bullshit. That would be so stupid if that happened. Mm-hmm. That would be because. The documentary would be 10 hours long. There'd be eight episodes on it, and it would be so annoying. Everything, if they win, everything about it would be annoying. Yeah. Well, and also, it'd be one thing if it was like Bobby Knight or Jay Wright or like a coach that people like. Yeah. Nobody likes Coach K. Yeah. If you're not going to do, if you don't go to Duke, no one likes Coach K. Yeah. So it's not like it's a story where everybody, or like Tiger coming back to the Masters and everyone's rooting for Tiger. No one's rooting for Coach K to win. Oh, and it's also like the evil empire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's I'll admit it's like the Patriots the past couple years. No, but mm-hmm. uh, everyone hates on him, and I get it. I understand it. So if you're a Duke fan, you just got to deal with it. And and they don't care. The Duke fans are just no, as bad as Coach K is. Yeah. I it's the I know people <laughs> who have to go home to watch because they're so into Duke. They gotta go home to watch it. <laughs> I would be me, honestly. If you were a Duke fan, but. Yeah, well, but, like, I wouldn't be a Duke fan if I went to not Duke. No, well, yeah. I agree. Especially if you go 
this South Carolina, which is the North Carolina school, so it's pretty stupid. But, uh, anyways, we it, every everyone's got to root for UNC here. Yeah. I'm happen. taking Carolina plus four. Love it. Not money line. So both of them are plus, plus four? four. Nova's plus four and a half. Oh, okay. All right. I still like Kansas. So I like Kansas and the the Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going with. And I guess those are our, our wise picks. We kind of broke down a lot of everything uh, last time. So I want to I wanna talk, give some, give some shout-outs to the women Gamecocks who have been destroying uh, destroying teams. They, I'm kind of worried about this game, though, tonight. They play today that? at 7. They haven't been shooting well in the tournament. And the... Yeah, like the they they really they have been destroying teams anyways. Like they beat it in everyone by I'm pretty sure like at least double digits. Mm-hmm. But so is Stanford and uh, Louisville's been doing really well too. And this I just I need I need this this chip. This team needs it. The women there need it because they last year they got screwed off a kickball that was never called. Blatant mm-hmm. blatant kickball that was never called. And then. They, uh, the year before COVID, they didn't even get to play in the tournament. They were the best team by far. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, now here they are. It has to happen. They won it in 2017. So let's, uh, let's run back. Let's get it again. I'm, they I'm... are, uh, eight point favorites in this game. Oof. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought, Louis, I thought it'd be closer. Wow. I mean, they really have been killing teams. So I, I, I want to see UConn. Gamecocks, the old, the old for me, the Fitzgerald family battling against each other in the championship. <laughs> not to, not to guarantee you guys a win, but oh, a dog is pooping right on the turf. <laughs> Are you serious? Update us to see if the guy. Oh, picks up. that's disgusting. Is the guy gonna pick it up? He better. Oh, no, oh, he's pooping again. Uh, you can't leave it on turf. We have we have a courtyard outside with like a volleyball net, and there's a uh, really nice patch of big uh, turf. Buddy, you got to pick that up and you got to scrub it. Yeah, it's turf. That this if is he leaves this, <laughs> if he leaves uh, it and the sun comes out, oh, it's a <laughs> stinky day in your courtyard. I see him get in the bag. What are you looking at? Go pick it up. He's looking to see if anyone's see- looking. He's looking oh, to I'm see. I'm looking. If- that dog looks so ashamed too. He's caught live. He's caught live on YouTube right now, this this guy. Pick it up. <laughs> there we go. All right. It's over there. There you go. <laughs> and he dropped another log a couple steps. Nope, you didn't get it all. Oh. Well, that's egregious. I'm going to file a complaint. <laughs> um, What were we talking about? Uh, you said not to guarantee you, you a you win. Yeah, okay. Are you scared of playing UConn in the finals? Like personal? Uh, am I, I mean, like, like I don't know. Paid buckets alone. Machine. They are a machine. But so so are we. The Gamecocks are a machine as well. They are high. They have mm. the best player in the world in Aaliyah Boston, and literally our our bench players are five stars. Our bench players are all Americans and five stars. So uh, we're definitely like we have taken. I don't know if we've taken the crown. Maybe we have to beat them in the championship to officially take the crown. But mm-hmm. we have taken some sort of uh, presence from them that we are also up there to be talked about. So I'm not yeah. – I'm actually not. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of UConn. I'm actually more scared of Stanford, I think, because that's who beat us last mm-hmm. year. And yeah. they look like they have – That's who knocked out Maryland. Yeah, they locked out Maryland. Maryland was – they were only a four seed this year. They were what? Yeah, like, they were – at one point, they were like a top three team, but they they lost a couple, couple games. Um, it's funny how like number a four seed is a down season. Yeah, I mean, you guys were great. What you were two last year? I don't remember. Because I remember there. when the uh, when the tournament was coming around, uh, we there was talks that we we, we were going to face each other, but mm-hmm. it never happened. I think uh, I think Maryland got knocked out too early, but. Anyways, so yeah, wanted to give a shout out to the uh, the women's basketball team. They have been dominating all season, and they deserve this. I feel like more than any team out here. So I'm pulling for them. Thanks, Chris. All the, right. Uh, quick note on UConn: they haven't missed a Final Four since 2007. Yeah, that is really, really impressive. not including 2020, where there was no tournament. But they haven't won since 2016. 
Yeah, there's a. Uh, it's funny. They've been. I mean, they're. If you want to look at the golden standard, that's it. Going yeah, that thirteen straight final fours. <laughs> and they won four titles in a row: 13, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven titles since nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, but they don't have pretty good. Daily. All that matters. Those are like video game numbers. That's like yeah, that, you, it's, yeah. It's like when you turn about, on like, all pro mode and all of a sudden you destroy your yeah, or you teams. just run in my league and you get all the good rookies. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's too easy. Winning the chip every year, you know, especially think about it. They don't. We we just talked about all salary cap and paying young players. When it comes to college programs like this, why everyone hates Duke because they they don't stop getting talent. It's like right. Like, we talk about the Rams not having a salary cap, and they just keep acquiring talent. These guys actually don't. They just yeah, keep right. getting the best players. No, all they have to do is convince people to come play with them. Yeah, and it's pretty and damn when, easy. Once you get a couple titles <laughs> under your belt, it's, it's not easy. hard. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, that's a, that's a preview for the Final Four. Let's, uh, let's wrap things up with a little uh, one last, I guess, check on the Lakers. Because the this Friday is the return – or actually today, I guess – the return of a Disney, and they're facing he's facing his old team, the Pelicans. They're so bad. Does it matter? No, I I, like I don't think point, it does. So it it would almost be worse to like make the playing game and lose. So right now they are worse. tied with the Spurs for the playing game. They they no matter what I'm pretty sure they're gonna get if they make it they're gonna get the 10 seed. Mm-hmm. So they're they have to play they have to win two games to make the playoffs. And then would be the eighth seed and get destroyed by the Suns. So, if you're LeBron, what do you want to do? I don't know if it's worth it to put the energy into a playoff series. So, you you just take the rest? I don't know, because his ego is so big where it's like, would he rather get embarrassed in the playoffs or miss the playoffs at all? Because people can just be like, well, Michael Jordan never missed the playoffs. Yeah, but... So, so I think that's I think, part of it. <laughs> I think part of it is too is that what he missed the playoff two years ago. So mm-hmm. I guess he maybe he just doesn't care at, at anymore. Like hey, I already missed the playoffs. I I missed. I got my time. I got the the criticism in. We'll take a rest and try to fix this team over the off season. Or yeah. I could see it as LeBron. You know, did you, did you see the quote that came out? Uh, I think it was like two days ago. He was like, "Stop talking about my squad." Keep my squad <laughs> name out. It was like the same thing that Will Smith was saying. Uh-huh. He was like, uh, so I kid from Akron. Yeah, kid from just just a kid from Akron. But I don't think he likes this team. Like, there's got How there's no he? way LeBron James actually likes this team. Yeah, there's no way that he does. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd hate him. I I I'm just ta- I'm a, to be honest. I'm disappointed that I said that they would be decent. Because I remember when I the trade happened, yeah, we were right, we were we were good. We called this. We thought this was a great move, and I guess we just didn't realize how much Westbrook fall, fell off. And I guess when you when we had that wizard season that we both loved, we both yeah. en- greatly enjoyed that wizard season, and the fact that now it's just like he's just a shell of himself. Yeah, I mean there were always concerns, like we said at the time of the move. No, they're not gonna be able to shoot, and yes. Westbrook is getting old. But we still were like, it's the Lakers, it's LeBron and AD. Like they were so dominant a couple years ago, they had one bad season. Like they'll get right back to where they were. Turns out, bubble was a fluke. So that's the other thing. I just think a Disney's not that good. I think it's on him. I think this whole season is on him. He has been he's been injury prone every season. He's missing games all the time. And then this year when he played. He was awful. Mm-hmm. He was terrible. One of the worst players in the league. He was shooting terribly. He was t- and he came into the season. He used to have this like thinner build, and he came in like a thicker build. Where and then, but then he still doesn't want to play center. So mm-hmm. you can't come in and it be bigger than you were before, and then still not want to play the position that you're seven feet tall in. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I think if I'm LeBron, if I'm LeBron James. I'm I'm trying to like I'm trying to trade everybody. 
even at hey, Disney. I don't even know what you do at this point. He might just have to move teams again. I think he might have to because or you're not getting rid of like Westbrook is almost impossible to get rid of, right? Yeah. How, who's going to take? I mean, he game? also has ended up on a new team for the past four years, so he might not be. That and we also have said of. that we've also said that every year, like, oh, there's no way <laughs> yeah, right. like, how are they going to get rid of him? It's like, oh, there he goes. That's true. But now, like, it's really egregious if they if someone yeah. else trades for him. If someone else trades for him, there's just like really they're going to have to give up picks with yeah. Westbrook. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to give up picks. Like the, the old Osweiler. Oh, definitely. A first and and se- or a second round pick just to get rid of him. The issue is they don't have a first or second round pick to get rid of him. Yeah. They, like, basically, if you want to trade Westbrook, you don't have a pick until, like, 2030. Mm-hmm. And with a 35-year-old LeBron and with this team of a bunch of old heads, like, what is going to be the point if you don't have any sort of future lined up at all? Not I don't know. It's it's going to be one of the more interesting teams to look at this offseason. Yeah, because so you look at the roster right now. All almost all these guys are on one year deals. Besides, mm-hmm. I guess Taylor Horton Tucker, which again, what a miss. They picked him over Alex Caruso because of the freaking clutch stuff. The clutch really is like soiling the Lakers. Yeah, well, it's a cult. It is a cult, and LeBron's ahead of it, and he doesn't see like I can't believe he saw how Caruso played in the bubble. And was like, oh, this THT, he needs, he needs the money. Yeah. Over them. I don't understand. I don't. I'm glad. Like, I, of course, I'm happy. Screw the Lakers. They don't deserve <laughs> anything. But it's a shame that this is how LeBron's 19th season, where he's averaging 30 points, mm-hmm. is going to end. Yeah, it is a shame. Like, because I was like, I was about to come on here and be like, well, like LeBron is, he's getting old and he's probably not, you know. As good as he once was, which is true. And then I looked at his numbers, and I was like, oh, well. He's averaging 30, thir- 30 like, points what, a game. What do you want him to do? Yeah, he's averaging 30 points a game, eight rebounds, and probably, let's see how many assists. I'm looking at his stats right now. And assists, he's averaging 6.3. That is just absolutely ridiculous. With mm-hmm. Especially when you look at this team. I'm, no wonder his assists are not like eight, because he's, no one can score on this team. Yeah. But... I, I think you just – I think if I'm LeBron, I guess I guess I try. I guess I try to make it. You try to say, hey, maybe a Disney will fix himself. and Because if you look at two years ago where we saw this Lakers team and we saw them matched up against this Phoenix Suns team, we would have been – we were ready We were, we were ready to wipe the, the Suns on the floor. Because yeah, seriously. It, there would be no one to guard Anthony Davis and – then who's guarding LeBron? And right. now it's like without the impact of Anthony Davis actually playing well, they're screwed. They got nothing. They mm-hmm. have no advantage besides LeBron James, which if he scores 39, they could, they still easily lose because no one else can score. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's sad, honestly. It is sad. And for someone as like someone as great as LeBron – he should have never been on a team like this. No. But it's kind of his fault. No, it's his fault. That, it's his no. fault. It's 100% his fault. And I think this should go – and I, I don't know. I, I'm as big of a LeBron fan as anyone else. But this has to go on his legacy at some point. That he created mm-hmm. this team and then also like gave up on this team halfway through. <laughs> Jordan well, would never. You think? Jordan would just the thing is well, Jordan yeah. would just never he Jordan would just never have this issue because he doesn't yeah, right. control the team. The you talk about the Cavaliers. LeBron needs too. a Jerry Krause. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And that he was the villain, Jerry Krause, but he also that, those Bulls rosters were really good. You yeah. know whose teams and like really all of the role good? players were solid. You know what teams really weren't good ever? Any of the Cavaliers teams <laughs> or any of the Lakers teams besides that bubble year. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the Cavs team that won the finals was like, I mean, who they have coming off the bench? It was like Shumpert. Yeah, it was Della Shumpert, Dodova. Della Dota, J.R. Smith. Yeah. These like guys were not all. They and, weren't like great role players. And I guess that's like, you could talk talk about legacy-wise. Like that's maybe, like that could also be points above Jordan. But mm-hmm. if it wasn't LeBron making these rosters, it wouldn't be as bad. When yeah, LeBron's no, no when LeBron's Cheeto dust is all over the roster, it's gotta it's gotta lay a part into it. So 
I don't know. And I love how he just keeps acting like he isn't the GM. Mm-hmm. He's always like, but it is what it is. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they go in this off season. And if I'm in LA, I think I just want it over. <laughs> I, this is just such an embarrassment of the team that I think mm-hmm. it needs to be over. Yeah. And like earlier we were talking about LA, how it's like such a big stage. That's the funniest part. Is it? It's the Lakers that are a shit show. It's not the Cavs. Or the Clippers. Yeah. The Clippers are back. Like, (laughs) Paul George is back. The Clippers are looking good. They somehow, like, no one's heard anything about Kawhi Leonard, so maybe he comes back in the playoffs. Who knows? That would be awesome. You know how— just, like, dropped them out there. It was like, wait, what? All of a sudden, the the Phoenix Suns are like, oh, crap, we got to face Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in the first round. (laughs) I I, honestly, as as much as I don't like these Clippers team normally— I've grown attached to this underdog Clippers team. Without either mm-hmm. of their stars, they've been really good, and they're scrappy. They're the grit and grind Clippers. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the uh, the piston? The going to work Pistons? Going to work Pistons. Yeah, that's, that's what this team is. They have yeah. like no Hall of Famers on this team. No, it's the run and gun Clippers. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that would got... be possibly the best thing ever, though. If Kawhi, like if at the end of the season. The playoffs start and Kawhi Leonard's in the lineup, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he wasn't actually hurt." He was like, <laughs> By the way, this is all. Just, yeah, he just didn't really want to play, and especially honestly, like the way that he has handled load management too. Like, yeah, that's all I got to say. It wouldn't be surprising. No, They'd say that and be like, "Oh, okay, like that makes sense." Wow. Well, I'd be like, "Yeah, what a shock!" And like, they, they, like if you look at this roster, the guys who've actually been playing have been like a Norman Powell, a Nicholas Batum. Uh, Terrence Mann, like these guys are either just average role players or uh, like young rookies, and these guys have been going off. So, is uh, is Ty Lue just a good coach? I think he, I think he deserves some credit. I think, I think he, he does too. Because you think because we when he was on the Cavs, we were like, oh, he's literally just a puppet for LeBron. But I mean, like, look at him now. Look at LeBron's teams now. That team won the finals. And, like, they were all playing right well at the same time. That's not all LeBron. And yeah. now, like, this is an impressive season they've had without both of their superstars. Also, Ty so, Lue. I apologize. Hand up. My Ty, bad, Lue, Ty Lue. When you look at it, I mean, Ty, Ty Lue was, like, the last person to yell at LeBron. <laughs> and that's probably what got him booted out. And yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. It's Arians. Bruce Arians, same way. Yeah, exactly. Yell at Tom Brady. Exactly. Oh, oh. oh, did you see his quotes from, uh. We, we can talk about that after a second because I want to keep talking about L.A. real quick. But he had some funny quotes. Uh, but when you Did look you at see this... that he's going to the Dolphins? Wait, what? Tom Brady. Oh. Uh, my roommate last night was like, Tom Brady requested a trade to the Dolphins. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh, wait, it's April, April Fool's. Fools. I, so... I saw it on Twitter a bunch of times. I was like, ah, hilarious. April Fool's is so – like, it's, so, uh, it's, it's funny. Of course, it's great. Like, it's the whole point. But – when you it's find not. one, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, when at you all. find one, it's like, all right, you found the one. <laughs> Got it. Uh, there will be one that gets me today. I know it, though. Oh, I told like you the earlier. The one had me hooked. I told you before. I, we they, they said our, we fired our uh, AD, athletic director, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, great day in Cola. Like, let's go. Like, the sun is shining. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, this is never mind. It's April 1st. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one anyway, of them. I, yeah, you kind of just distracted it, but it's all right. The I don't, I don't know what we talking about. The Clippers, yeah, the the, good, the the running gun Clippers. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> I uh, I hope they like. I hope Kawhi comes back. I think it would be actually really cool. Yeah, that'd be a great story. Would be. Speaking of great stories, I love uh, I love the Timberwolves. Glad they're gonna mm-hmm. make the they're gonna make the playoffs. They, they it's fi- It's cool to see Carl Anthony Towns actually do something. Yeah. Where it feels I've been, like I've been a hater of his. I've been a hater of him because he hasn't. He's been on these terrible, terrible teams, and he hasn't played great defense. And look, he's play, He's been playing well, and the team's been playing well. I'm excited to see uh, see what they. If, I'm sure they won't be able to win a series, but I'd like to see if they can yeah. make, win a couple games, make it interesting. Yeah, I think the whole West this year, like every team that's going to be in the postseason. Is gonna have a chance to at least make some noise. Hey, by the That's way, not to say that like it won't be Suns Grizzlies in the finals, but all hey, of these teams are capable. By the way, 
the Dallas Mavericks are the third seed. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, what? Like, since when? How did that happen? I think because the Warriors and Jazz just fell off so much. Which, the Jazz, I'm officially... Like, I was never on them to begin with, but I never want to hear anything about the Jazz ever again. You won't. No, you never will. Like, even... Even when they win 62 games, you never hear anything about it. But this team <laughs> they is one just seed. They got bounced as a one seed in the playoffs, and nobody cared Nobody cared. At all. No one cared. The Jazz <laughs> are such a sorry franchise that no one cares. They, they're they not, though. Like, they've had, like, consistent winners before. They've just never, they never won the actual finals. But, like, the teams in the 90s were great. Like, the team, like, they were the one seed last year. They have Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Like, they're actually no a well-run franchise. No, but no one cares. It doesn't matter. No one cares. <laughs> Until they actually win. And even if they do win, it still might not matter. Just because it's Utah. I like, I also like, with when it comes to Utah, the the world versus Rudy, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the world likes Rudy. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure if his parents, I, I wonder if his parents like it. Because like <laughs> I've never heard, I haven't it's, heard one yeah. good thing about Rudy Gobert since the whole coronavirus thing. It's hard to forget that. Yeah, that he basically ended the NBA season. Defensive player of the year. Shut down the league. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. But, yeah, and, like, this is all we're going to say about the, the the Jazz is that no one talks about them. Yeah, and we're not, we're not going to do them either. Yeah, <laughs> we're not falling for the trick either. We're not, nope. not going to start talking about them. <laughs> I do – I hope the Nuggets will get Jamal Murray back. doesn't look yeah. like they will, but I hope he does. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. What about Porter. Porter, I, I don't think he's even in the factor anyways. I the fact that they gave him that contract blows my mind. Mm-hmm. He's like, he is not that good. He's literally a 10, his career average is 14 points a game. And they gave him like a hundred million dollars when he hasn't been able to play a full season once. That was a concern of his too, remember? In the draft. That's why he it fell. Was like Michael Board Jr. gets hurt. He was yeah, supposed to be fell. like a top, really a top pick. And no, he was, like 14. yeah. He went at 14, and, yeah, he was supposed to be, uh, like, a, a world— like, he was supposed to be the, the guy coming up next, but mm-hmm. then he couldn't—he couldn't back. So, oh, okay. So, before the, the end of the season, they expect to clear both players to return oh, per team president. God. So, cool. That means not only is the East going to be really good, is now if the Nuggets come back and the da- Dallas keeps doing what they're doing and the Warriors somehow figure out what they're doing— which the Warriors have just been on free fall mode since who knows when. It's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks since they've done anything. And it's funny, they just need they need Wiseman. That's literally what they they need a good center and mm-hmm. Wiseman just can't he can't play. Sad. It really is sad. I for the brand. It's bad for the brand. And it's sad that like, I don't know, we I was Jersey and he was the second overall pick and he's played like five NBA games. Yeah. Oh, oh well. But you know, what are you gonna do? hey, Embiid. It happened to Embiid. Like, let's see what let's see what happens. Let's mm-hmm. not give up on him yet. The wise man's still here. I think he's like twenty years old. So there's no reason to give up on him yet. Yeah. I like the Embiid comparison. Yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. Let's get some wise man. Uh, let's get some wise man hype eventually <laughs> for the brand. All right. So uh, that I think that does it. Another bad game by James Harden. By the way. I saw. They lost to the I, Pistons. Philly fans are nervous too. They should be. Did you see uh, Doc Rivers called him out? Someone mm-hmm. was like, yo, is the bench unit like the problem? And he's like, it's more of James Harden. He <laughs> 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 needs some tough love at some point. Someone needs to call him out. Someone mm-hmm. needs to say something because clearly this kid got, this guy doesn't get it. I, I mean, like, Embiid is the type of guy that would smack him in the locker room. It's funny. I, I feel like, like Harden, you got to score more than eight points. Whack. <laughs> Why do I feel like Embiid is just like, I feel like he's being like a like normally he's this alpha dog, and I feel like he's just being a little puppy when it comes to Harden. He's like, oh, James Harden's finally on my team, yay! It's like, oh, come on, <laughs> give show some balls like you I'm, have been all season. Like if this was Ben still Simmons, in the camp. you don't think well, he'd be yeah, calling him that's... out? He got scored fourteen. They lost to the Pistons, bro. Yeah, the Pistons have not been bad. No, the pit. They're don't talk, sleep on the yeah, they're they're back to the uh, what we were talking about the Pistons earlier. They're, they're coming yeah, back. they are the the going to work Pistons part yeah. too, but they have covered like sixteen games in a row. I love I love this couple Pistons pushes team. in there. They like, they need a couple more players, and I think they're gonna get 
I mean, they might get Chet. So if they can get Chet, like this team is going to be really good. Yeah. Or or any of the top three. If they, and it looks like they're going to end in top three. So if they can end with a top three pick, it's going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. Love Pistons. Oh, no one cares about basketball in Detroit. Not until the not until they go to work. Think... Not until they go to work. <laughs> this is Pistons basketball, you know. This is Pistons. Basketball. <laughs> they haven't gotten to work yet. No, they're yeah, they're they're just waiting a year. I think the same thing with the, it's funny. The same thing with the Magic. The, all these teams that are like bad, they have like good players on them. Like I would want Franz Wagner on my team, Jalen Suggs, uh, Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter Jr. too. They have good players on their team, so. I mean, that's what the Lakers used to be before they were, or before they signed LeBron. Yeah, they were all these Isla, young guys. Yep. Ingram, Lonzo, Josh Hart, Lonzo. Uh, they even had Julius Randle, uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson at one point. I mean, they yeah. had them all. But people forget that like those teams were dog shit. They yeah, weren't they were good bad. teams. They were bad. Uh, remember, I sent at you that post. Point. I sent you that post the other day. Not the other day. It was like a couple weeks ago, and they were like. Uh, growing up is realizing this was one of the best cores of all time. I was like, bro, all time? Yeah, These guys are all true. just mid-players. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, great. They're all, they had they're a all bunch good of guys role that, players. Like, yeah, they're right, all they good turned into players, decent guys. careers, but, like, at some point, you do have to make the move to get a real superstar. <laughs> and that's what they did. So, mm-hmm. But then, then they ruined it when they wanted another one and traded all their role yes. players away for it. Uh, do you think, like, that trade, when you look at it now... We were talking about that trade, like maybe the Lakers don't have enough. And look, mm-hmm. if, you know, then we look how much they gave up. And as we talked about with the Rams earlier, you give it up for a chip, so it's all worth it. But mm-hmm. like they really they it's gave a bubble up. chip though. It is a bubble chip. It's an asterisk chip. They yeah. uh, to admit though, if the Celtics won that chip, oh, I would have been like bubble, bubble nothing. Come on, bubble hardest championship. Yeah, hardest <laughs> Just like LeBron, hardest championship, the bubble. But uh. <laughs> I don't know. This they they really screwed themselves, and I guess we didn't really realize it until now, until it all fell apart. And I guess that's yeah. hindsight. Should have seen it coming. Yeah, and that's hindsight in sports. <laughs> so uh, let's. You got any college corner? My only one was the uh, AD getting fired. wasn't even real. I was ready. I was like ready for a college. I was like, hey, we finally fired him. Like I'm excited. Good day in cola, and then nothing. There was a video released yesterday by our, our athletics Twitter of Kevin Willard at practice and it was just two and a half minutes of him like buzzing around like he's running the drills he's yelling he's playing defense on the guys and I was just like I am could not be more all in on this hey dude. there's something about a coach that like just goes to work and practice they going to work terps they going to work terps you know it's uh <laughs> Why do you think uh, Shane Beamer was on my things I love to see list? He does the same. <laughs> and I think great coaches do that. Sean McVay does that. You see him on the sidelines riling the, the players up. And he, Gruden. Hell, even he needs to. Gruden, oh, Gruden and Hard Knocks was so <laughs> awesome. He, him doing the drills and everything. Also, speaking of Hard Knocks, we didn't talk about how Jared Goff is going to be his third time on Hard Knocks. Because he's so interesting, he needs to be on hard knocks. Wait, for third, third time. time? Rams when the, he was in St. Louis. Oh. L.A. the L.A. doubleheader, which that, ep- yeah. that yeah that episode's I mean that season sucked the doubleheader L.A. Uh, year, and now Detroit Lions, which Detroit I mean, Lions that's fine. like they have Dan Campbell. That's the that's so the thing I was about to say. This I I think they needed to pick the Detroit Lions because after what matters the, most the in hard knocks is the head coach. Yeah, and after the disaster of last year with the Cowboys, they needed someone mm-hmm. electric. And Dan Campbell, yeah. he... Uh, Dak was so boring. Yeah, Dak, Zeke, all of them. All of them sucked. He, uh... Yeah. So, this will be the definition of electricity. Every Everything he says is going to be awesome. So, I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see it. Yeah. I guess that kind of stopped our college corner, but electricity is what it's all about. That's, the, that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. All right. And we're in the we're in the top six for some five star point guard. Ooh. That decommitted from Kentucky, so Ooh. That's sweet. He's already recruiting. The the Gamecocks got a six nine point guard. I'm ready for Magic Part two. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, the I was the other thing I was gonna say, Kuznard is in the transfer portal, right? Yeah. Guess who's reaching out to him? <laughs> yes. Dude, if he goes to Maryland, just keep the legend mm-hmm. you gotta keep the Kuzmania. Nope. 
He will be the wise guy. Yeah, the yeah. If he goes to Maryland, he'll be the Kuzmania will be our brand. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get along. Like, Wait a minute, I recognize that name. If he, if yeah, if Jermaine Kuznar goes to Maryland, we we have to get him on it the second he commits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get him on the uh, get him on the show. So yeah, if he uh, if he does come, I mean he's a good play. He just isn't. He doesn't shoot very consistent. You're gonna be very annoyed. Oh, when well, he that's shoots. what we need. Yeah, and he also has the broadest shoulders in the world. If you look up a picture of him, he looks like, like his, it looks like a tree trunk just in between his shoulders. I can, I see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, it's it's in person. It's really weird too, because it's he's, uh-huh. his legs are super skinny, so it's like, he kind of looks like a Lego man, where it's like he's like a block at the top. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love Kuzmenio. Yeah, they have so many positions to fill right now. I think they have like six or seven scholarships open. Damn, I think we do too. We yeah, have because everyone like has a new coach coming yeah. in and guys want to leave. Uh, we're in top three for a guy who was at the Citadel last year, and mm-hmm. you know, the Citadel is not very great, but he uh, he averages eighteen points a game. So that that got me. I got my heart racing. I was like eighteen there points a this, game. Yeah, there is this guy at um, Utah Valley. What's the name of the school? He was like their center, and he was getting like nineteen and twelve a game. Like we were, we were reaching out to him, and I was like, "This guy, dude." It is. Like, it's like funny because I'm sure, I'm sure the second they get into SEC play or ACC play or like <clears> Big <throat> Ten play, that they're not going to be scoring uh, nineteen points a game. But right, yeah. I just need, I need, as we talked about with any sort of recruitment, I just need it there for hope, man. Just need it for the hope. <laughs> well, and I was looking at his numbers, and I was like. Let's see, when did they play, like, a real team? And he got, like, 15 and 10 against BYU. And I was like, BYU solid. That's good enough for me. So, I guess the last thing I want to say in College Corner is that after looking at the Texas A&M run and the Xavier run and the NIT, I, I wish the Cox were there. They would have been right in the mix. And everyone, if you look at the SEC, everyone got invited but us. <laughs> Like I like almost pretty much everyone got invited besides us, and we beat Vanderbilt. We beat twice. We beat LSU. Uh, I think we had. A, I don't know. We probably got blown out by Texas A&M, but I don't know. Just like when I was watching, I was like, "Hey, these guys. Like, there might be five people in the stands, but a banner's a banner." <laughs> like they were like, "This yeah, is the first." Yeah, they're playing hard too. And they're like, "This is the first. This would have been the first ever NIT championship for A&M, and it's like the second ever for Xavier." Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, like, that's something. That is at least yeah, something. Right. I'm not just sitting here. I would have loved to yeah. be in the NIT. And I would have been, like, I, 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 I took... been biting my nails, I, I been, at the TV. I would have been treating that shit like it was March Madness. <laughs> I would I, NIT brackets, make it filled out, get the cogs, all that shit. I would have been there. Yeah. But it's a damn shame they, uh, they left us out. Well, uh, oh, well. I think that does it. Yeah. Good. Yep. So we'll see everyone on uh, Wednesday. Enjoy your weekend, and look out for more uh, more content. We're getting clips out there. We are now also on RSS.com instead of SoundCloud, so that will be our more distribution, and it'll be it's more podcast geared. So nothing will change on the viewer side unless you listen on SoundCloud, then it might change. But other than that, I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed. See you guys all on Tuesday.